Yeah, man, Dean Malenko is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. <laughs> you didn't just say that. Tell me you didn't just say that. Dean Malenko is a terrible individual. I know because I met him. Now, can you dig that, sucker? Good evening, ladies and gents. This is the face of the hill, the mouth of the bout, the whole effing podcast, Donnie Wrestling, Donnie Mundo, Don DiBiase, Don Strowman, Donnie Jiu-Jitsu, the Don of a New Nation, Don Gerard Flames, the man that gravity remembered, the Donvaltin Dream, Donnie Delaware, Donnie Boy Smith, the monster among miniature men, and the EST of the P.O.D.'s. This is Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd, and you are tuned into another episode of The Perfect Edge. Now, I know you're probably wondering why am I bashing Dean Malenko in the beginning of the episode? It's very simple. We go to this event, us at Matt Manis, we go to this event called Icons of Wrestling in Philadelphia, typically every couple of months. Uh, this one in particular, which was Royal Rumble weekend. One of my used-to-be favorites, Dean Malenko, was present. When I met Dean Malenko, it was not a pleasurable experience at all. He pretty much looked as if I was supposed to give him my money. There was no delightful greeting. There were hardly any words. He just kind of took it. He didn't even put anything extra on the signature. He didn't put how many times he failed, what belt. He didn't put, you know, the nothing. He put nothing. He just signed, literally signed Dean Malenko. And looked and then just pushed the figure back to me as if I had germs all over my hands. And then this, then not only that, the dude wipes his nose and proceeds to shake my hand. And because I wasn't thinking this quickly, I shook the man's hand. I immediately ran to the bathroom and washed my hands. And then as I go back to the Matt Madness table, I think to myself, wow, I really did not enjoy that experience. And I talked to Ron Pastry, who was my uh, my co-host for the show. And I told him, I said, Ron, I just met Dean Malenko, and he pretty much was a dick. And Ron says, yeah, he looked like he might be a dick. And I said, well, that's spot on because he was a dick. So, Dick Malenko, I just want to tell you that I did not enjoy meeting you. Not only that, but I sold the figure that you signed for me for a mere $5 because that's how much... It is worth to me, even though I spent way more getting it signed. It was not worth keeping and bringing back to my household. So, Dick Malenko, not only are you a dick, but you are no longer in my favorite wrestlers, not even close to my top 50 anymore. And I want to say that I'm pretty sure I'm not the only person who felt that way meeting you, and you should not come to any more events like that if that's the attitude that you're going to bring to us. We spend our hard-earned money for you to sign your funky signature that you don't even add anything extra to. You just sign your name, small letters, on our figures that we, you know what, you, I'm not even going to go that far. It's just, it was it was not a pleasure to meet you, and you are a terrible person. Moving on. Anyway, it was lowdown day this past Sunday. It was a fabulous lowdown day. I spent my birthday uh, in a spa all day that my lovely girlfriend had planned out for us, and it was a great time. I was there from about 12 p.m. to about 10 p.m. at night, and probably would have stayed later, um, but ended up leaving a little early. They didn't close till 12 a.m., so could have been there literally all day, but, you know, got to go home sometime. So, anyways... I want to start off by saying R.I.P. Rasul Butler and Leah LaBelle. They both got into a terrible car accident, I believe it was yesterday. Rasul Butler, uh, definitely just a dope player to see play in the NBA. Um, definitely won a lot of games with him on 2K in my day of playing. And you'll be sorely missed, bro. Rest in peace well, uh, um, Leah LaBelle. So, moving on, let's go back into Icons of Wrestling which was the only event that Saturday I could attend because my girlfriend's birthday is the day before mine. So luckily I was able to get out of the house that morning. Um, didn't go to NXT, take over Philadelphia because I had to have birthday dinner that night. But 
Icons of Wrestling was enjoyable besides meeting Dick Malenko. I uh, got to hang with my boys Prep, Ron, and Eck. We held down the Mad- Madness Fortress that day. Uh, and despite all the people being there, pretty much for all the big names, we were just kind of able to hang out and chill and still have a, a great time. Uh, met uh, Scott Hall again. That was I mean, typical experience. You meet Scott Hall, and you know what it is. It's, he's kind of a mellow, chill guy for the most part. The dude that the promoter that brought him on, he was kind of kind of weird, but whatever. Um, who else did I meet there? Uh, met Booker T. Booker T is probably one of the most most exciting people that I've met from the wrestling business thus far. Probably him and Molina are probably the top two. Um, just great experience meeting the guy. Actually ended up smudging the signature that he signed on my figure. figure. Uh, went back and, and told the dude that it happened. He was like, I told you. I knew you was going to do that, dog. I knew you was going to do that, dog. I see, as soon as you, I seen the way you was holding it, I knew that was going to happen, dog. But Troop Champ signed the figure for me again. And I just enjoyed the spirit so much. I gave him an extra couple of dollars to take a picture with me. He was just a great guy to meet. And that was probably the most most fun experience I've had meeting some a wrestler thus far. Like I said, probably besides Molina, maybe. Um, Who else did I meet there? I already talked about that guy. Uh, kind of met Arn Anderson briefly. He, he was leaving the building, so he kind of gave me like a little side hand nudge, which was cool. I mean, I met Arn Anderson. That's just, I mean, it's one of my favorites. Even though I didn't go up to actually get a chance to really talk to him and meet him, you know, handshake is good enough. You know what I mean? Take the wins with the losses. I met Arn Anderson. So, um, who else did I meet? I met Savannah Evans, who's up and coming on the indie circuit. Really dope wrestler. Hopefully, I can have her on the show soon. So shout out. Shouts out to her if she's listening or, you know, whatever. Um, just can't wait to see if that really goes through and happens because she's really dope. Uh, and I met Renee, Michelle, and Brian Cage, who, whose tables happen to be right next to ours at Matt Madness. Uh, Renee, Michelle looks amazing in person. Amazing. And she's also the fiance of Rockstar Spud, who is now Drake Maverick of 205 Live for WWE. And she happened to tell me that she had signed to NXT the day prior to. So, a little broken news here on The Perfect Edge, if it hasn't broken already. Anyways, other than that, I have been waiting for probably over a year now to find or to have enough money to buy a Pentagon Junior mask. And thanks to one of the guys who sells a lot of the Lucha merchandise at this event, which I had no idea he probably was doing this beforehand, but he was selling Pentagon Jr. masks for $30. And I literally gave him every last dime that I had and bought three of them. And I got a free shirt as well. So pretty good deal. I'm super excited about that. That was a birthday gift to myself to buy those masks. I've been waiting so long. I can only fit one of them. The other two would be great decorations in my house, and I'm pretty sure that I'm just going to continue to spend money with him and buy a mask every time that I see him. Uh, and I also got a Peril de Mile shirt. Is it Peril? Yeah, Peril de Mile. I think it's, no, Peril. Yeah, yeah, Peril de Mile. Please forgive me. I'm so tired right now. But got a Peril de Mile uh, t-shirt for free, which I will probably wear whenever I wear the mask again in public. So, Icons of Wrestling, like I said, was pretty good experience besides uh, Dick Malenko. And, yeah, um, moving on. Uh, got some miscellaneous stuff that's going on um, in the the newses. The newses. Uh, the Dudleys are going into the Hall of Fame. Well-deserved. Definitely dope that they did it in Philly because, you know, their stomping grounds were Philly, they made their name in ECW, really. So I think that was just a, a dope way to, um, and a dope place to in, uh, introduce that they're going in. Uh, got the 24 special Orlando for WWE. Um, it was good. However, it's, to me, I don't know why it lacked, it lacked something that the other ones had. And I, don't, I can't really put my finger on what it was. However, it was still great. But it still lacked something that just made it like really great. 
to me. I don't know what it was. I can't. I may have to watch it again and try to figure it out. But it was great nonetheless. But it was something missing that just put it really over and made me want to watch it again, like I've done the other one. So I don't know what it is. I'll watch it again and probably come back and revisit what it is about it that just didn't really do it for me. So I don't know. Also, we have. The Women versus Ronda Rousey. It's no secret, which we will also get into uh, later. Ronda Rousey had uh, made her debut or appearance or whatever you would like to call it at WWE's Royal Rumble this past Sunday. And some of the women um, were not too happy about it. I know Nia Jax and Sasha Banks and Trish Stratus were all pretty vocal about it. I think, Or was it Trish Stratus or uh, Nikki Bella? One, one of them, I think it was Nikki Bella, uh, was vocal about... Uh, Pretty much not being pleasant about her making her debut. Um, and as far as what I think about it, we will get into it when we talk about the Royal Rumble. But, yeah, I mean, it is what it is, ladies. Uh, hopefully she doesn't overshadow you. But with WWE, you never know. So uh, we also have a fight boxing, which I'm super excited about that's coming up. I've still yet to watch Earl Spence versus uh, Peterson fight. Uh, just been a busy week. I definitely will get to it. Um, but anyway, a fight that I'm truly excited about because last year it happened and it ended in such a poor fashion as far as the judgment goes. But we are getting it again in May, May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. We are getting Canelo versus Gennady Golovkin, a.k.a. Triple G. And the promo they have for it is pretty much this time we will not need judges. The first time I was hoping that you wouldn't need judges, but you ended up needing judges and the judges were trash. So this fight is. Oh, my goodness. It's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. These, they're both saying that they won't need judges, which means that we will see a knockout, ladies and gentlemen. Someone will be knocked out as before I had my money on Triple G. For this fight, I will still have my money on Triple G. Mind you, I do love Canelo. I love Triple G as well. I just feel that Triple G won that first fight pretty easily. And the dude is just known to knock people out. It's, it's just proven fact. So, uh, I'll talk about it more leading up to it. But as of right now, I'm just super hyped that we're getting the second one. And that they both are pretty much telling us from the get-go that they're going for the knockout so it's really dope uh we have some people from tna who are moving over to wwe you have jeremy jeremy borash who pretty much did everything to do i guess for that company um coming over to wwe you had uh we already talked about uh, uh drake maverick who is rockstar spud coming over being the gm for 205 live and we have We have Bobby Lashley, who was supposed to be coming back. Now, I particularly have never seen what it is about Bobby Lashley. I've never gotten into him. I've never dug anything about the guy. Uh, and that's pretty much all I could say. Like, I mean, I don't want him coming back in the mix and ruining good things that are going on, which he probably will because Vince is probably going to push him. Um, but I just, I've, I've never, I've never been into what he, I've never been into him. I, I just, he does nothing for me. So I don't know. I mean, cool. He's coming back, whatever, but I just don't see the big deal about him. Maybe my perception of him can change, but I, I just, I doubt it. So yeah, I just, I don't see the big deal about him. So we'll see what happens. As he comes in. Um, but, yeah, I just don't see anything great coming from it. I really don't care. So, anyways, much, much, much wrestling to talk about. And we're going to start with NXT TakeOver Philly. The show which I wish I could have went to. But couldn't for greater reasons. And I'm happy with that. Starting off with AOP versus Undisputed Era. Now, out of the Undisputed Era, I love Bobby Fish. 
Never really been sold on Kyle O'Reilly, but those two together definitely are a good thing. Um, this match in itself, it was very physical. Um, the Undisputed Era was holding it down for a minute, um, and then Authors of Pain just took over. Now, typically when people do the aim for a specific body part thing in a match, so most of the time it, it rubs me the wrong way. I don't like it. It, it just it cheapens the match to, for some reason to me. Um, but it made sense in this one, I guess, kind of like keep them in the, in the competition of the match. Uh, with Aikum hurting his leg and Bobby and Kyle O'Reilly just continuously tacking it. Um, Bobby, uh, Bobby uh, tackling Razor to the outside was a dope spot. Uh, Riley continuously going for Akam's leg, um, which it was on borderline for me. It was just like, all right, this, it's, it's getting there. Then at the same time, it's like, it's getting there, but it's not that bad. It's not as annoying for whatever reason. So especially, and I think it's because I know O'Reilly's background, it wasn't as annoying as it usually or typically could be. Um, the super collider from uh, AOP that they were going for, O'Reilly reversing the uh, power bomb part of it, sending Akum in the razor and knocking him out the ring, and rolling up Akum for the victory. I mean, it was a slick way to get the win. Um, it made sense. Um, at this point, we, we know that Sanity, I guess, is going to go against um, Undisputed Era again for the titles, but it makes you wonder, like, all right, what's AOP going to do? Um... Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I want to see them come up at the moment, but I mean, I guess I guess they could come up. I don't know exactly. I, f- I feel like they should go to SmackDown, but I know because they're big guys, they're probably going to end up on Raw. So, but I don't know. I just I guess I guess it's time for them to come up. It will make it will make some sense, especially since. You have quite a few tag teams down there on on NXT circuit right now. You got War Machine coming in. You got the Street Profits. You got TM61 that are back. You got uh, Sanity down there. You got Tino Sabatelli and uh, Riddick Moss. There's there's quite a few teams down there that can kind of hold down the fort at this point. So I guess they can come up and add into one of the tag divisions. Uh, I would... I mean, I and it's pretty sad because I feel like everyone's going to Raw. I would rather see some people go to SmackDown or even them sign some people from Raw to SmackDown. But I don't know. I guess it's just all in the, the timing, and we'll see what happens from there. We got the sighting from War Machine, which is really dope to see them look like normal people um, and not savages from long ago. But we'll see what they do once they get there. Um yeah, I just that's I don't know. It's kind of awkward. They they to me they kind of remind me of heavy machinery somewhat as far as like two big guys in their look almost except for, you know, one of them's bald, but I don't know. We'll see how they fit into the mix. Uh we got Cassius Ono versus Velveteen Dream. Velveteen Dream is probably the most amazing character on NXT right now. Maybe Somewhere in the top of the, definitely in the top of the company. Somewhere, definitely. Um, the entrance of Velveteen Dream was great. Coming out, the dramatic walk, having the the boxing shorts on, the hoodie, and then coming out and the the lady giving him the the you know the mouthpiece, the dude holding it on the pillow it was just great touch, great entrance as usual. Velveteen Dream was just great. Uh, Velveteen Dream hitting the knockout on Oh No. But not keeping him down. It was just a great bit to see him actually pull off the what he said he would do. But obviously it wasn't going to end there. Continuing the match, and you know, Ono getting his offense off. Both of them getting some pretty good offense off, which made the the match like just really good. Me as someone who, I'm sorry, I know you guys out there who may love Ono or Cat or Chris Hero. I've, he's another guy I've never really gotten into. I know he can go. I know he's a great wrestler, so on and so forth. But I just never. He's never done anything for me, to be personally honest. But anyway, the Death Valley driver uh, that uh, that was done, I couldn't really tell if it was a botch or if it was meant to go as close to the ropes as it went. Um, it was kind of rough, but I mean, 
both guys got up from it. Uh, Dream pulling off the rolling Death Valley driver into the purple Rainmaker was just really dope and way to end the match. It was dope that he won the match because after losing to Alistair Black, which was probably my favorite match of last year, second favorite match of last year, um, he definitely needed the win, and it made sense for him to get the win, especially over Cassius Ono. It just made sense. So moving on, we had Shayna Baszler versus Ember Moon. I mean, it was a pretty physical match as expected. Uh, Baszler hurting Ember's arm. Uh, it's another one of those things was like, this could be bad. This could be good. And it turned out to be cool just seeing Ember still competing with one arm pretty much, hitting the Eclipse. Uh, just kind of the, she over, I feel like she oversold the, the arm pain a little bit. But, you know, it is what it is. Baszler getting the arm bar, just adding to it. That was a great add to her arm already being hurt. Ember rolling around, managing to pin both of the feet over Shayna's head for the win was just a dope way to end the match. Um, even despite the arm, she still was able to pull it off, even though she wasn't able to necessarily get her finisher again, still finding a way to win with her arm being messed up. Um, Baszler attacking Moon from the rear to where real naked choke twice post-match is a dope way to continue this thing going. I don't know if they're going to actually continue with Baszler versus her, but I feel like if they're going to continue with or even add other people in it still to have the storyline between them two going is definitely a good way to go. Um, and Ember Moon is pretty fine, by the way. So we'll just throw that in there, you know. Ricochet sighting. It's pretty dope that he's there. Um, I kind of figured that he's probably going to WWE when I watched the ending of Lucha Underground the last season when his character lost, uh, I believe it was the Mask versus Mask match, and he lost, which made sense. It's like, you know, if he's leaving, it makes sense. He doesn't typically wear a mask except for the show anyway. So I uh, just saw all signs pointed to him leaving to go to WWE at that point. He wasn't in a lot of the booking, a lot of uh, indie bookings as much after that as well. So it just kind of all pointed to he was going to WWE. We have Aleister Black versus Adam Cole which was a dope match. You had the good tested period, both of these guys testing each other's wits. You had the chair a bit between the two. Black throwing away the kendo stick, getting a few strikes, but getting hit with the kendo stick, going for the backflip springboard, and which is a tough maneuver to kind of do and get hit as you're flipping. Like It's not comfortable. It doesn't look comfortable at all. Very, very... Very sick maneuver to try to do. The backstabber with the kendo stick on Black was... Was pretty, pretty smart move to pull off. I mean, I don't know exactly how that would hurt if you're holding the Kindle stick, but we're not in here to get technical, are we? No. So Cole getting thrown into a ladder from the electric chair position was really dope. Black catching the chair that Cole throwed at him and getting super kicked with it, falling through the tables outside the ring. Dope setup spot. Can't complain about it. Cole sets up the chair, but Black drops Cole on the top of the chair, then kicks the chair to Cole's face. Pretty much a Stanley Van Daminator. So I don't even know if anyone caught that. I just thought of that myself. So, good spot. Um, O'Reilly and Fish coming out, attacking Black. Typical good heel stuff to do. Having them out. Sanity getting involved, attacking uh, the Undisputed Era. Great way to keep that going. Black getting the double knees to Cole through the announce table. Just a way to continue to add to the, the destruction in this match. Cole going for the chair shot, but Black hitting the Black match for the win. Just a great way to end the match. Um, I think I expected... Well, I don't know if I, I really expected a, a lot more violence. I was expecting more weapon usage than what was used. But, I mean, at the same time, I'm not mad at the match. It was good for what it was. Definitely not upset about it. It was a good match. Um, just expected a little bit more violence, but uh, the the usage of uh, the Undisputed Era and Sanity being involved, I think that was really, really dope. Hmm, I'm trying to think. I think that would be dope if they somehow do something with Sanity and Aleister Black and Undisputed Era and somebody else, get, getting somebody else in the mix. I don't know. But anyway, that's just me thinking out loud. So you had the EC3, SC3 sighting in the crowd. Uh, even his backstage segment, um, I like that he's kind of, you know, serious and he, 
you know, I don't know. It was it was different. It was just kind of serious. He was kind of loose, but still very serious and kind of had this mysteriousness about him. So he's another guy that I think is a great signing and, you know, interested to see what they're going to do with him when he comes in. Uh, the the I'm telling you, man, all this all this talent being signed, it's just making the line for the NXT championship longer and longer. And I feel like they're going to need a secondary title there, man. They're going to need like a TV title or you know, use that UK championship, something, something else is going to be needed for that. So I don't know. That's just me thinking out loud again. So last but not least, we had the awesome match. Andrade Cien Amos versus Johnny Gargano. Amos coming out with one of his old masks on was a great, great touch. Really liked it. Uh, starting out with the back and forth wrestling was dope. Johnny going for the front flip off the apron and missing, hitting the ground super hard. It's a tough spot to take. Um, I definitely wouldn't have done it. I guess Johnny's a small enough guy where he can do it and not really hurt himself, but it was a really, really tough spot. Took a lot of really tough spots in this match, actually. Um, The deep six maneuver from the middle rope that was pulled off for uh, Gargano was dope. Uh, The maneuvers from Almas before the inverted DDT off the ropes showed some great offense for him. Uh, Gargano getting the super kickoff. Not getting the fall just kind of showed the showed the the start more so of, of the back and forth that this uh, match was uh, trying to depict. Um, I'm shoving Gargano into the LED board of the ring, um, of the ring post. Oh, not even the ring post under the ring first. I think is what he did it, and just kind of adding to you know the Gargano's one of the people that could just really take a beating and it builds for the match. There's not many people who can do it. He's one of the people who can. He also getting shoved into the ring post, the LED part of the ring post, and then getting the double knees from Gargano, which was a, a really tough spot to see. See the dry blood on his lips, which looked very disgusting, but neither here nor there. Uh, Gargano uh, getting the dive through the ropes, but almost catching him and uh, putting the DDT on him. Selena Vega getting involved on a Hurricane Rana as usual. Dope spot. Uh... Johnny's wife, Candice LeRae, getting involved, which took long enough, I guess, when she seen her coming to the side. I guess she was like, all right, now I'm trying to get involved. So, But it was a dope spot to kind of get uh, to get Selena Vega away from the ring and allow these two to really have a uh, a little moment to wrestle and uh, come to a conclusion here. Um, all in all, I'm happy Andrade won the, won the match. Um, it made sense. You just put the belt on him. Uh, it's a sad scene for Gargano, but... It makes sense for he still has unfinished business with Chiampa, who is now in the logo, the logo ambusher. That's what I'm going to call him from now on. Chiampa is the logo ambusher. After you see the logo, you know that he's going to ambush Gargano in some sort of fashion. And that's what happened. And I don't know. He still limped away, so I don't know exactly the timetable when he's going to come back. But uh, we know this is the next thing that Gargano is going to be involved in. So... It made sense for them to also that also helps make sense to keep the belt on on uh, Almas and from here on we'll see what happens what they do with him but uh, I think Almas is a great champion Selena Vega is a nice touch for him and yeah I just think it's a great thing to do. Moving on we have the Royal Rumble with AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens the same game. Uh, K- uh, KO and Sammy doing the tag outs. Early in the match, it was just funny and hilarious and just typical KO stuff, KO antics. And I just, I really enjoyed that. Uh, AJ Styles being called the Shawn Michaels of this generation by Todd Phillips. Now, um, I understand why he did it, but at the same time, it's like, just let AJ Styles be AJ Styles. We don't need him to be comparing him to Shawn Michaels and so on and so forth, especially in this match. Just was, wasn't needed, but whatever. Um. KO exiting the ring, going to the other side, getting back into the other side of the ring just to tag Sammy in was just hilarious to me. Um, but all in all, it was a great match. Show AJ having to deal with you know these two and then just kind of making it making sense, but still being able to keep up with them. Um, Styles throwing Zane over the rope. KO coming in with the super kick, trying to go for the pop up power bomb, and AJ reversing it with the roll up was just dope. Dope little uh thing there and just causing the controversy in the back for KO and Sammy with Shane, who uh they asking Shane, Did you see that? Did you see what happened? And Shane going, Yep. Adding to the the yep movement that these guys started. Um 
even though the match was enjoyable, especially in the beginning, um, for what it was, it's still just making things a little unclear. I guess for what they were trying to do, and I haven't watched all of SmackDown yet. I'm like probably one fourth of a way through it. I know that's not a lot for a show that's not that long, but it's been a busy week. Watched a lot of wrestling, so forgive me. Um, but so as of right now, I can say this that I'm still kind of unclear where they're going. Um, I'm, I would guess at some point they're going to break up Sammy and KO, and that's going to be something somehow, some way. But I don't know as far as what Shane. Mix and Daniel Bryan's mixing this is if they don't end up fighting at WrestleMania, then this is all pretty much garbage. So, Usos versus Gable and Benjamin. Um, I noticed uh, Jimmy, I believe, or yeah, it was Jimmy, might have been Jimmy who had the new uh, the little arm sleeve tattoo thing going on. It was pretty dope. Um, it definitely looked new. Um, don't recall seeing it before, but thought it was dope. So anyway, uh, love the high risk maneuvers that these guys were going for. I love the double team move by Gable and Benjamin to the outside of the ring. I love the super kicks to Gable for the uh for the first pinfall, the front flip kick from Gable, uh, Jimmy Uso getting the quick roll up for the for the second win uh consecutively. Um, uh, I just I like these two going at it. Um. Almost as much as like uh, the Usos and New Day going at it, I think they're they're having dope matches that complement each other well. From the singles matches to the tag matches themselves, these guys definitely work with each other well. Um, I would like to see Gable and Shelton Shelton Benjamin get the titles, but um, I don't know. It's kind of hard with with the Usos having it right now because I like them having the titles. It makes sense. So, um, but I do see them. Possibly getting it for a little bit soon, um, and hopefully they can do some do something else, getting the other teams involved. Because I mean, just the two teams is dope, but I think adding some other people into it would be really really dope. Uh, the Royal Rumble, the Men's Royal Rumble, um, just kind of seeing a few people come out. Uh, Rey Mysterio coming out was definitely dope. Um, definitely good to see him. The Hurricane coming out was a dope one. Uh, definitely popped for that. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. The New Day shtick. Uh, Kofi getting thrown out and Xavier saving one of his feet was was definitely just a great way to add to Kofi's highlight reel of stuff to do in the Royal Rumble. Uh, and them using uh, their hand, using the pancake tray to keep his uh, foot off the uh, floor and then catapulting him back into the ring. It was just a dope, dope shtick, as they always do. Um, Amos coming out, I definitely pop for that. Adam Cole coming out, I definitely pop for that. Um, I definitely like that uh, Elias was able to get his bit off at, like in the in the middle of the match. I thought that was really really dope. Um, I thought it was also well how some 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 guys rolled out of the ring and they were able to roll back in. I thought that was good usage of timing as well and just uh, the ring and having people able to pull things off. Um. The New Day's attire was really dope, too. The Captain Planet-type Kente Cloth thing they had going on, I thought that was really dope. Um, Owens and Zayn beating up Dillinger taking, uh, and Zayn taking his spot. I thought it was cool because um, it wasn't like Dillinger was going to do anything really crazy in that match anyway. Sheamus, who also, uh, his birthday was on lowdown day, um, getting eliminated by Slater was dope. The Slater bit was hilarious as well. Slater is just, he's over for like the things that probably should not get over, but just the fact that he got beat up by Corbin and then everyone just came out and did something to him until he was able to actually get in the ring was, was just hilarious. It was a hilarious bit. And Slater just pulled it off so well. And it was funny. Um, Wyatt and Hardy working together, I mean, it was what it was. It was a good bit, I guess, for a minute. It kept their story going, but who cares, whatever. Uh, trying to see what else I thought was really, really dope. Uh, the Miz saving Miz from being eliminated was was great. I, I love that the, the Miz is really dope, uh, especially just helping Miz in so many fashions. But that was definitely like one of the doper moments of, of them helping him out. Um, Roman eliminating Seth afterwards of, uh, them eliminating, uh, Miz. There's a story to tell there, I guess, but we're not going to get it, especially not anytime soon. 
Uh, they definitely swerved us with the whole Ziggler thing, him coming out, and I definitely had Ziggler winning this. Um, and then him getting thrown out, it was just like, okay, that's that's different. That's not what was expected, but we'll roll with it. And then immediately after that, I was like, okay, if he's not winning to go against AJ, then it's going to be Shinsuke. So, and the person that I ended up picking as my dark horse for this match ended up being the person who won. Um, even though it was kind of close for a minute, you know, him and Roman being the last guys in the ring, I was like, well, this could go the way that I'm expecting it to go, or this could end in a riot if Roman wins. And WWE, you put a fast one on this. Um, you got you got Shinsuke with the with the win, but I, I do like that they have Roman as one as a, one of the last guys in there, and the possibility of him winning it was it was really really close. I like how they they kind of trolled us for a second. So, but ended up going with a good choice, and we're gonna get AJ versus Nakamura at WrestleMania. I don't like, however, how they're trying to make this. Oh, it's a dream match. It's a dream match that we've already seen. So it's not really a dream match if we've already seen it. It's been done already. Like WWE, you guys can stop with. This. Oh, this is a dream match. Oh, especially if they've already been done in Japan or ROH. They're not dream matches. They've already been seen. So, I mean, but I guess it's still a dream match in a sense. I mean, I guess for the WWE universe. So, like, I mean, either way, I'm not really upset about it, but I'm just saying it, it is what it is. We had the Bar versus JJ, Drakes and Jordan, and uh, Seth Rollins. Um, I mean, it kind of was what it was, man. Like, the Bar ended up getting the titles back. Not really upset about it. Uh, it's going to build, obviously, for something between Jason Jordan and Seth Rollins. And we'll see what happens from there. I don't even... Were they even on Raw? Were they on Raw? Anyway, I guess we'll, I'll figure it out when I get to my notes because I clearly don't remember that right now. We have Strowman versus Lesnar versus Kane. I mean, Kane ended up taking the pinfall. We all knew this was going to happen to keep Braun strong, to keep Lesnar with the title. It was all pretty known. Um, Brock is... I mean, he's Brock. He, he did what Brock kind of does for the most part. Outside of Brock, I mean, uh, Braun, uh, just the excellence of Braun and how they've just juiced him in, in matches and things like this. Braun just being an indestructible monster. I mean, Brock flipping the announce table on him, trying to keep him down, and, and, and Braun just pushing it and getting up as if like he's just been recharged. And Brock literally trying to leap off the steps and trying to close line him down and it just not being effective at all was just hilarious to me. Um, even the spot in the beginning, like, you know, Strowman, um, you know, putting Brock down, hitting him with the knee and then Brock just throwing a hard right hand that really looked like it rocked. I feel like that was a shoot moment. If it wasn't, then hats off to these dudes for making it look as if it was because the knee was really rough. And the punch from Brock was really rough. So, I don't know. I, I think that was like a shoot moment. If it wasn't, then these guys just sold that very, very well. And I, hats off to Brock and, and Strowman for taking such powerful hits from each other because that looked super real. Strowman punching the chair out of Lesnar's hands was a dope part of that match. Pretty much everything that Lesnar and... Strowman were doing were pretty dope. Kane was just kind of around to, to take maneuvers for the most part. Um, the F five to the uh to the announce table was dope. Then doing it to Kane, I mean it's typical Brock, but I mean at the same time when you see it, you still pop for it. Um, it's pretty dope. Um, I mean Lesnar winning the match was like I said, it was just expected. Like. But for what it was, the carnage and stuff that we got to see him and Braun do, it was worth it. Even though we knew what was what was going to happen, it was still worth it. It was still good to watch. It was still fun to watch. So, I don't know. From here, it's just intriguing to see what they're going to continue to do with Braun. Brock, I got to be honest, I like Brock just like the next person. But I hope by the end of WrestleMania, he gives the title up to Roman because we know that's going to happen next. And 
he can go to the UFC or whatever he's going to do. Let these other guys, especially like Braun, let let them get the title and rock around with it. You know what I mean? Like, he's not really needed as much anymore, in my opinion. But that's just my opinion. Uh, Maria Menounos looked amazing. Um, especially um, I, the introductions thing. I mean, I guess it was what it was for for the ladies. I'm not going bash it because it's the first time that they've done the Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble. Come on, Don. Get it together. Royal Rumble. So, I mean, for everything that they did for it, it was kind of like, mm, or cool. But, I mean, for what it was, it was just like it's the first time they're doing it. I'm not going to really complain about anything for the most part. Um, Stephanie commentating wasn't really bad either. It was interesting. It was kind of dope to see her doing it. But um, I wasn't really mad at it, especially um, she, she did a good job, in my opinion. I think she did well. So, I mean, I don't want to see it on a regular basis, but it's better to see her like yelling, screaming men's faces and demean them. Um, and I mean, you could be a feminist about that if you want, but it's just true. I just I'd rather see her doing that than yelling in men's faces and demeaning them and threatening and firing them every five seconds. So, for all you want about it. Anyway, at the women's Royal Rumble, Sasha entering as the first ever entrant in the women's Royal Rumble. Totally popped for it. Super dope moment. Becky coming in number two was dope as well. I mean, I just thought those were really, really dope. Um, Lita coming in. I really popped for that. Looking good. Lita's always been one of those female wrestlers that you have that attraction to her. You don't know why, but it's just something about her that's just like, it's sexy. And even with the weight on, a little bit more weight on her, it, it was still there. I popped for it totally. Um, the first woman ever eliminated is Mandy Rose. So she made history. There's just so much history in his match. Even when you lose, it was just history. Kari Singh coming in was dope. Cleaning the house. Uh, Stephanie saying leading and Sasha. That's a dream match. I feel like a lot of women in that match and Sasha would be a dream match. Just, it just, it would be like Sasha is probably the best women's worker She's got to be top five ever. I don't care what anyone says. You can fight me. You can debate me, whatever. She's one of the top five workers, if not the top women's worker, as far as just matches go. Like she, lit She's probably in that conversation where you can say this person can wrestle a broom and it'll look good. Um, And I just truly believe that there's Matt. I would like to see her face Lita. I would like to see her face Trish. I would like to see her face Beth Phoenix. I would like to see her whoever like I would like I, I would like to see Sasha face everyone that's just my personal opinion um the double lead assault was dope Tori Wilson coming in at nine Molly Holly coming in at 12 and pulling off the Molly go round that was really really dope good spot to see um Michelle McCool coming in at 14 Vicky Guerrero coming in at 16 doing her shtick was really dope hitting Carmella with the briefcase was hilarious as she left out as after all the girls put her out, really, really funny bit, really dope. Kelly Kelly coming in, Jacqueline coming in, Ember Moon coming in. Um, I just it was just so many, so many surprises. And it was just a really, really dope rumble, man. Like Beth Phoenix, Nikki Bella, Brie Bella, Trish Stratus, everyone coming in was just like really, really dope to see all these people coming in. Oscar. Pretty much who was my pick to win, who ended up winning. So I was 100% on, on, on choosing for the first woman's rumble. Uh, Ember Moon getting the eclipse on Oscar was a dope bit. Uh, Oscar trying to throw a kick at Carmella. Carmella completely just losing it, screaming and getting out of the way. I thought it was hilarious. That needs to be a thing even though they're on two different shows. I don't know how you do that, but that's that's still a funny thing to me. Even with the Mixed Match Challenge, that was a thing, so... Um, Carmella doing the moonwalk, then doing the you can't see me taunt to uh Nikki before doing the Bronco Buster. That was really dope. But then getting eliminated by Nikki was also funny in a, a good way to enter that. Uh Mickey and Trish, the moment that they had, I would like to see that at WrestleMania. Bring Trish back, either Sasha or or Mickey. I would love to see that match again. That was a really dope moment. I completely popped for that moment. I would love to see that match at WrestleMania. Um, 
Everyone eliminating Nia, we knew that was going to happen. Sasha eliminating Trish was a big moment. Like I said, that's another match I would like to say at WrestleMania, so you can use that as a build for it. Um, Sasha being in the match for 50, 53, 54 minutes, something like that, was was just a dope way to add her her mark for history in the match, even though she didn't win, for her having a, the longest period of being in there. is a dope way to do it. Um, and... All in all, Oscar winning, as I said, was my pick. It was the right way to book it. And, yeah, I mean, there's not much to say about it. I mean, no one's ready for Oscar, even in the Royal Rumble. So, uh, now, I know there's a big big deal being made about Ronda Rousey coming out um, and her kind of eclipsing Oscar winning. And, um, honestly... I don't know exactly how I feel about it yet. The only thing that I really hated about her coming out, well, there's two things. The only two things I really hated about her coming out. One, I hated that she went to Asuka instead of going to Charlotte because there's already a storyline between them there from the, the Min Young Classic and such. You can build from that. Have her go against Charlotte, give Charlotte something dope to do for WrestleMania. And I mean, Oscar's already on Raw, so that would give us Oscar versus Alexa Bliss for the title. Easy booking right there. But she goes to Oscar and shakes her hand. Oscar, in great, great fashion, doesn't shake her hand, just gives it the little, the little slap, which is dope touch. I just feel like she should have immediately just went up to Charlotte and made that a thing and, and made the booking like easy and just it, it just would have been easy and it would have been it would have been dope like it's already there just build off that storyline. The second thing that really annoyed me is just how she awkwardly kept pointing to the WrestleMania sign like the monkey and Family Guy points to Peter. Like it was just super annoying. I really freaking hated it. She did it multiple times, and she like literally angled and looked at it with a serious face every time she did. It just reminded me of the monkey and Family Guy when he does the little pointy thing. I think at Peter, and it's just really really annoying. But other than that, her being there as of right now, I don't know how I feel about it until they start booking her for stuff. So. At this moment, I don't really have much to really say on it besides I hate that she pointed to the sign. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. And I just, I hate that she didn't go for Charlotte. You should have just made it easier. Uh, as far as Raw goes, Ron just did what Bron does. He's pretty much one of the few reasons I watch Raw. Uh, the new layout, the new digital layout that they have for Raw, I think is really, really dope. Um, I like how they had the match promos and, just the the new layout for it period is I think is really really dope. Um, Oscar's promo uh, leading to her and Sasha for in their match, which was a really 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 dope match. Um, that that's a pay per view caliber match. Um, I thought that was really good, really enjoyable. Um, what else do we have here? Miz keeping the title makes sense. I love it. Um, the revival. These are my guys, but I don't know what they're really trying to do with them right now. And I just hope that WWE does something really, really good, something really, really dope with them and doesn't squander them. Uh, like I said, Sasha versus Oscar was a really dope match. Um, the tope to the, the dive through the ropes thing that Sasha did, it looked very botched. Um, and it even looked like when Oscar threw the kick at her, it looked like she didn't catch she didn't really connect much on it. It looked more so like Sasha got caught on the rope and fell. So I don't know if that was like real or if it was like purpose, but I really would like Sasha to stop doing that maneuver. It's super scary every time she does it. And yeah, it just it, I just really would like her to stop doing it because I really don't want her to get hurt and end up sh like shortening her career. I just don't want her to do it anymore. Um... Other than that, uh, the bar versus Titus Worldwide, it was what it was. We we knew what was going to happen with that. Cena versus Balor. Um, the only reason I am against Cena winning is because why not push the new guy? Like, Balor's newer. 
he's you know he's on the he's on the rise, he's on the come up. Why not put him in the elimination chamber match? Like it just it makes me wonder. Okay, if you're not gonna put him in the elimination chamber match, then what are you gonna do with him? You can't do the shield angle because Ambrose is hurt. And what other? I mean, I would I would hope that you're not gonna do the him him and Miz thing unless you're gonna go for the title. So. I just I, I'm I'm curious as to what they're gonna do because you put Cena in there and what does it leave for you to do with Balor? So I'm just super curious about that. Other than that, I'm not really. I mean, not really too mad about it. I just it just it makes me wonder like why wouldn't you put the newer guy into that match and what are you gonna do with him now that he's not? So other than that, haven't watched SmackDown yet, so uh, can't really speak on it too much. And other than that, man, it's just been a long week weekend of uh, wrestling. So, but yeah, finally made it through. We're back on to a four-day list of watching wrestling schedule. We have a UFC fight this weekend. We had one this past weekend. I have not watched them because it's just been a barrage of wrestling. And... There's a couple people that I want to try to get on the show soon, so I'm going to get to work on that. We should have Ron Pashery on the next show because the next show will be the 25th show, and I guarantee that it will be better than Raw 25. And if you're in the Manhattan Center, there'll be more to see because you won't have to be there. You can be in your house and listen to me for free. So, with that being said, this has been your boy, the face of the heel, the mouth of the bout, the whole effing podcast, Donnie Wrestling, Donnie Mundo, Don DiBiase, Don Strowman, Donnie Jiu-Jitsu, the Don of a New Nation, Don Gerard Flames, the man that gravity remembered, the Don Voltine Dream, Donnie Delaware, Donnie Boy Smith, the monster among miniature men, the EST of the P.O. D's Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd, and this has been another episode of The Perfect Edge. Also, make sure you go check out the Mad Madness weekly show and False Count Anywhere, and that is it. And you can holler. This is your me. Yeah, I'm just making it clear. You need a space in the clear. When you see I appear, got that black and white gear. And we in the fifth gear. And you know we don't care if they whip or they against. We don't mean to make offense, but yo, we mean with our offense. The scene is finna switch. My team got it on clinch. If the scene that you Went green, then we gon' lean at your expense This angle, it has a twist Just to heal one for a real one Left lane deals for a real one And they know the fake from the real ones You hear that guitar riff They switch up the stands quick They think we want Hollywood You can't understand it You see who I stand with My team is outstanding We came with a plan But see your plans with you handed You hear that guitar riff They switch up the stands quick They think we want Hollywood You can't understand it You See who I stand with, my team is outstanding. We came with a plan, but see your plans with you handed.